Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, regular listeners will know that this show is always looking for the best of the town and the county, the best of Northampton and Northamptonshire. And usually it's businesses doing some great things, successful businesses, but also employing people and helping in the community. But I'm delighted to welcome today somebody that's um, leading a very different perhaps angle to the county uh, and um, one that is truly to celebrate all that is good. And we have you might have heard of it before. We've had different guests on talking about Northamptonshire, Britain's best surprise. And I'm delighted to welcome the chair of the Northamptonshire Surprise Group, and that's James Miller. James, welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. It's probably the last few years, really, the tourism attractions haven't had much joy, have they? Well, clearly lockdown has had its effect, but it's been a very useful time to stand back, consider and to use the time constructively. So when we do finally, as we are now, beginning to re-emerge, um, we've got plenty to say and plenty to do. Excellent. Now, let's just go back a little bit in the history. Northamptonshire Britain's Best Surprise has been around how long? About five years, Adrian. And what, you know, where did it start? Well, when under David Lane, the last Lord Lieutenant, um, we were looking at different areas of which the county needed support from the Lieutenancy. And um, uh, Lieutenancy, you know, covers the entire county. That was the great thing about it. Mm. And at that point, we were a county of lots of independent, semi-independent authorities. And nowhere was there a central point where people could go and either promote what's going on in the county in terms of tourism and cultural events, or indeed discover what was going on. And so there was clearly a need to do something about this. And the lieutenancy sort of picked, picked up the um, baton and decided to have a go. And in doing so, we thought the best thing to do was to remind people that the nicest thing was to have a surprise. And the fact is that Northamptonshire had been hiding its cultural activities under a bushel for a very long time. And so the surprise was to actually let everybody in on the secret. It's a great concept. And I do remember some of the, um, some of the sur surprises coming out. So we have more stately homes than any other county, but most of them are in private hands. Things like we that, do. I, I mean, extraordinary. That means they're very diverse and mm. they're not, um, you know, I don't want to not, not the National Trust, but there is tends to be a sameness about their approach to opening houses. Whereas if you've got 20 individuals living in these houses who all have different aspirations and different tastes, this tends to come out very well. And therefore, it makes the experience of going to visit them that much more interesting. Indeed. Can you tell us any other of those little secrets? Because there was a campaign around these surprising secrets, wasn't there? Yeah, well, we decided the first thing to campaign about was what people could see. So the houses were an obvious target. And then we tried to and moved forward to uh, 
do other campaigns each year, which looked at other aspects of what was in the county and easily available. So food and drink was an obvious area, where the good restaurants were, where the good pubs were, where you could go and have a satisfactory stay. So we promoted those. And then we have a staggering range of cultural activities and cultural objects involved in the churches in the county. And we did that for a year as well. And we've looked at a whole range of different things because, of course, we don't just cover, you know, concerts at one end. At the other end, we have lots of sporting activities or walking activities or going down the canals. All this we promote the whole time, every day on the site. And if people go to the site, they'll see, which is called simply Northampton Surprise, they'll see just how diverse and rich indeed the offerings of this county are. No, very much so. We'll perhaps come on to a few of the, um, the examples there. Now, with these annual themes you had, is it the case that last March you were just about to launch the, the arts, culture and arts theme, yes? We were, we were going to have a wonderful year, which was well planned of all sorts of uh, live entertainment, you know, uh, festivals, um, uh, concerts, theatrical performances, cinema and everything. It was all lined up and ready to go. And it was like sort of reining in a very, very strong horse to stop it all. So, um, because the, the pandemic hit us. So, and what's interesting, I suppose, is that each year we choose a theme, but each year we get slightly better at getting the message out. And what was so disappointing about not being able to go with art and culture in, in 2020 was that so many people wanted, had got involved and so many people were not only performing, but looking forward to going to those performances. And so we know full well, we are talking to the county and beyond and programs like yours help us to uh, meet new audiences. And we know there is a colossal appetite here. Mm. And one of the things that we also set out to achieve was to stop having clashes. And what, by that I mean, what was apparent is because these cultural um, bodies weren't necessarily talking to each other, because they were split between all these different parts of the county, concerts and uh, theatre and all sorts of things would take place on the same night, therefore stretching audiences. And the great thing about what we did was also not only to have these different sites, which we will come on to, but also have a perpetual diary running three months ahead. So people could see what was coming and plan what made, se what made sense to them as to when they should make their, their offering, so to speak. Well, that's eminently sensible. So what started life perhaps as an information source and a directory for people, you know, that the people go looking for now becoming much more prominent and proactive. So at some point in its life, then it's turned into what is uh, loosely called a DMO, a destination management organization. When did that happen, James? It was rather interesting. It happened primarily because we were picked up uh, by Visit England, who anticipate that each county will have a DMO. And rather strangely, Northamptonshire didn't. And it was because the, of the plurality, plurality of councils. And nobody had actually got together as a county organization. So Visit England suddenly saw, and we went to see them and they came to see us. 
and said, well, you are in everything but name the DMO for the county. So we will uh, see you as such and we will support you. And they've been incredibly supportive during the last uh, nine months, for instance, mm. um, with help to keep us going. And before that, and they will come back to us after, uh, uh, as we've reopened, um, supporting in a way that we get our message out to everybody, not only in the county, but actually throughout England and beyond, because they are the people who pull together the cultural and tourist activities of this country. Yeah. No, one thing is our own um, population, citizens wanting, you know, going out and seeing what's in our in, in, on our doorstep. The other is obviously inbound um, tourism. So does this DMO status mean that you've got funding, national funding, as well as all those councils or indeed our two new unitary councils? Are they now sort of putting their hands in the pocket to support the organisation? Well, we, we anticipate that they will. The point is that um, it takes a little while for them to be able to put their hands in their pockets for anything, because, as you know, they've only just um, come into being and they're now facing elections in May. So when that is all settled, they have their councillors in place and their structure in place, then our conversations with them, both West and North, have, le have led us to believe that they are very much looking to us to act as still as the county DMO, because they think it's important, as indeed it is, that we should have a county organization um, uh, dealing with this, rather than uh, just um, one side of the county sort of trying to compete with the other. Well, I they certainly get that hope message so. very clearly. Good. Well, I certainly hope so, because I have heard, you know, a couple of murmurings that, oh, we're going to be fragmented and you know, make it competitive. But uh, the fact that we need this holistic integrated view is uh, so important, James, and I'm really glad. Uh, well, if you're living in Northampton, USA, for instance, you don't see West Northampton or North Northampton <laughs> as being what this county is made up of. You see it as Northamptonshire. And the point is that, that it, that's not going to go away. We are the county, and the fact that it's going to be well administered in two parts is better, as far as I can see, than it being administered by seven unitary authorities, because at least we've got people who can see a, a much bigger picture. And these counties, these two authorities aren't going to vie with each other. They're there to serve us all and to provide backup for things like the organisation I'm talking about, North Hampshire Surprise, and they've already said that things like, oh, the North Hampshire Record Office, for instance, is going to be administered jointly, and I think this will happen with tourism too. Very good. Now, you yourself are a prominent uh, historian, and um, I know that churches and all the heritage assets are very dear to your heart and uh, you're a great fundraiser for them as well. But um, let's just go through some of these wonderful jewels that we have, James, you know, just sort of whet our appetite for what there is to see. Well, if you just think of the headings of what we put up for people, um, say you want to go for um, just a simple walk at the moment, which you can do. The number of people who have taken advantage of going, say, to the wood at Everton, just um, at Evenly, rather, which is just south of Brackley, 6,000 people were there this weekend, safely accommodated in, that, in those 100 acres of woodland, which is looking spectacularly beautiful. And um, as you may have seen uh, or heard, rather, uh, another radio programme went there and he said, the, the interviewer simply said, I had no idea 
that something so beautiful nestled in the middle of our county like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go on to the walks and uh, countryside bit, you'll find details about walking up the Grand Union Canal safely, going to Fermin Wood, all sorts of places, north, south, east and west of the county. And then you're going to go be able to go and see, you mentioned country houses, of course, they are going to take a little while to open in terms in terms internally. But, you know, coming up, there are, there are lots of walks of places like Rockingham Castle, uh, which are, again, beginning to open up. Um, if you and, and out on the east flank, you can go to Castle Ashby or walk in the grounds of uh, Cannons Ashby. So there's another area. Then sport is very important to us. And what goes on at places like Silverstone, that will be opening their museum, Silverton Experience, incredibly soon. And there is exactly what everybody wants to get out and experience again. It's a brand new museum and is sitting here in the south part of the county and is one of the greatest museums about sport, uh, motorsport that there is. Mm. And coming down the line, Adrian, as you probably know, is Chester Farm Estate, which will be opened in the autumn. Um, the new art gallery in, in, in Northampton, uh, which opens uh, in, this, in about two months' time. And then Kettering up in the north has just received an enormous sum of money to improve its cultural activity, which will mean the revamping totally of the Alfred East Art Gallery. So there's a lot of new stuff, as well as stuff that people are familiar with, coming on stream quite soon. And this is really because nothing has paused during lockdown in terms of the planning of these things, mm. somehow everybody has been getting on with it. Oh, that's magnificent. And your, your personal passion and energy uh, comes shining through. So all this information is on www.northamptonshiresurprise.com. Northamptonshiresurprise.com. And you've got that over the couple of months, you've got a rollout plan that kind of matches the national roadmap, yes? Yeah. We have to be careful here because we don't want to... Do either uh, prejudge what the national rollout is going to be. So within a fortnight of the next stage, you'll be able to go on and find out brand new um, uh, information about what is opening up at that point. So if you went on today, for instance, you'll find a great deal about um, safe places to go and walk and enjoy. I've mentioned the wood. That's one of many. There are about 25 different places where you can happily go and enjoy yourself in an unusual environment. And then the next stage is going to be people wanting to come and stay and experience the countryside by living in it for a while. And on Monday, Tuesday of next week, up goes all the glamping, yurts, caravanning, tenting places you can find. And of course, what's so nice is how varied the countryside is around here. So you can go up to Fotheringhay and camp by the river. You can go and take um, uh, boats out um, from Weddingborough, or you can go and walk with llamas down here in the south where I am, uh, near Toaster. So it's not just yet another walk and a stay, but it's expanding. And this is what you're going to find. The offer 
is getting richer and richer because everybody who's been preparing for what's happening now is raring to go. And they have such brilliant ideas. You know, Derngate with the, with the theatre, Wellingborough Castle Theatre, up in the north at Corby Cube. All these places have been busy planning. And what's going to be exciting is being able to go and experience such a range of material, material in total safety, because that's the other side of this coin. People have been very sensible about how they're going to produce what they're working on. Gosh, there is so much going on, right? So we have, I think, as a county, hidden our light under a bushel for so long. But, you know, if we were in Lincolnshire or in Lancashire or whatever, you know, we're competing with them. Have we really got something a bit special? Are we really Britain's best surprise? If I was in Lincolnshire, I would envy Northamptonshire something rotten, or indeed Lancashire. Think of a county that's right slap in the middle of England with such wonderful things to go and look at and see and beautiful landscape. Um, with access to London with just a, just over an hour, with a motorway running straight through its, uh, its centre, with the A14 running across the top. So it's easy to get to. Um, and people will be coming in uh, now to enjoy it because a great number of people will be having their uh, vacations in the UK this summer. Mm. It will ju it's just the thought of, is it worth the, the worry and the hassle of going abroad and the additional expense? And so there will be a bound to be a turn in on, on what we have to offer. And this is the year to go and enjoy it not just because it's reopening, but because what is reopening is even better than what was there before because of what's been going on during lockdown. Well, it certainly sounds like it. And many people sort of say that we're the, um, you know, we're as good as the Cotswolds in terms of just general beauty and places to go and little villages. And I think, you, you know, you're making that point very well. And also, James, as a historian, um, I mean, everybody's got a history, right? That goes without saying. Yeah. But you know, Northamptonshire has played a significant part in the history of the UK as a whole, yes? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, I, I, we, we go quite quiet in the 18th century and we snuggle down to getting on with uh, making money. And in the 19th century, it's the leather business. Um, but if you go consider somewhere, say you take a little village, you just mentioned villages. If you think of somewhere like Barnwell, near Arundel, Barnwell um, it has... Uh, has uh, an extraordinary history going right back to the early medieval period because it had a castle and which still remains there in ruins. It has, it's the burial place of the Earls of Peterborough. Um, Pepys's great friend, Lord Sandwich, is buried there, for instance, in the most extraordinary church. It has a fantastic pub called the Montague Arms and it's the most idyllic village. I mean, hardly anywhere in the Cotswolds has this stream running away down through it or with cottages on either side and it's just typical of a number of uh, quite a large number of villages that you find here where you just go walk through history see things um artifacts and enjoy yourself go to a good pub and if you want to go and see something um unusual next door you go to turning which has a, a tiny hamlet 
which is all what two miles away, which is fascinating to go and explore. But if you want a town to go and shop in, nothing can be nicer than Arundel to go and shop in any day. And has a variety, enormous variety of things to see. I mean, you can go and look at John um, Piper's windows in the college there. I mean, it's and this is just in a radius of three miles, and it's Mark. repeated time and time again. Yeah, no. I've been in I've been in Brackley this morning, which has a wonderful Friday market, which has been going on regardless of the pandemic, selling fresh fish, cheeses, bread, fruit, all the vegetables. Um, the atmosphere is terrific, and the town has just celebrated doing up one of the most beautiful buildings in the county, which is the town hall built in what 1703 by Lord Ellesmere for the town to say thank you. Um, and again, I mean, you, the atmosphere there is great and people are enjoying themselves and in such a wonderful environment. And that's what Northampton has to offer. Oh, that's incredible. And um, you do, haven't even mentioned, you know, how we changed the course of English history, I guess, with Henry. Is it Henry II? And um, Beckett, Thomas Beckett. And Guy, yep. Guy Fawkes, right, was the plot? Guy yep, Fawkes that, started in the Well, that's over at Ashby St. Ledger is the obvious place there with that wonderful church with a skeleton in it. Um, well worth going and looking, uh, looking at any day. Um, and that's over there on the west part of the county. And then of course, Charles I camps out on top of the hill, almost next door to it, just above Daventry, uh, where he spent the night. And then the north part of the county, you've got the battlefield of Naseby. And there's plenty to see, there's no shortage of it. And that's what the other great thing about it is, if everybody gets out and about, just look for different places because the range is enormous. And if you go to NorthamptonSurprise.com, you will find out what is available. And it's there free of charge for everybody. And it's one of the great things the lieutenancy has done is to pick up the challenge of that and really make it work. And it's made to work by the people who are on the board with me, who are mainly um, uh, uh, deputy lieutenants of the county, who give their time, their energy, and their enormous skills in getting all this together. Well, it's a remarkable initiative, James. I've been writing down, I couldn't keep up with you in writing things down, and silly me, of course, you know, just go to the website, which is www.northamptonshiresurprise.com, www.northamptonshiresurprise.com, and, you know, don't just go once and, and forget it, because it looks like you're keeping it fresh, you're updating it, you've got the calendar, you've got the... Um, the guidance as we move out of lockdown and can do more. James, it's a wonderful initiative. Thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about it. Um, wish you and the initiative every great success. Northamptonshire Surprise, Chairman James Miller. Um, good luck. Uh, keep safe, but good luck. And let's all get out there. <laughs> Thank you very much. And the whole point is it's for you, not for us. So do use the site. That's Thank not you. for me, listeners. That's for all of you. All Everybody. Of yeah. No Thank one excluded. Thanks, James. You're very welcome. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.